You're listening to the Soul's Human Experience Podcast. Together, we'll explore everything from spiritual topics to personal development so you can uplevel your human experience and make it the best one it can possibly be. I'm your host, Anna Schlinghoff. I'm a best-selling author, Reiki master, and transformation coach on a mission to remind you who you really are and all that you're capable of in this lifetime. Now let's get into today's topic. Hello, magical souls. Welcome back to another episode of the Souls Human Experience podcast. I am very excited about this episode because this topic has been a big part of my spiritual journey, and I am also very just fascinated by it in general, and that is dream visitations and dream travel. So let's get right into it. I want to tell you that for a while now, I've been getting the intuitive hit to share one of my dream visitation stories publicly out loud because I wrote about it in my book, but I've never talked about it. And it just didn't feel like TikTok or Instagram were the right place to do the story justice. And it was actually one of the things that I thought a lot about when I thought about starting this podcast was sharing this story And I'm finally ready to do that. And I'm really excited to tell you about the experience that changed my life, although it didn't change it right away at all, which I will explain all of that. I will say it's the most spiritual experience that I've ever had and probably also the wildest experience just in general that I've ever had. And so this is the story of a dream visitation that I had in 2008 when a friend of mine passed away in a tragic car accident shortly after, I want to say it was maybe a week or two later, it was my friend visited me in a dream. And I kind of don't even like to say it like that because, as I'll explain, I don't think this was a dream at all, but I want to give you the context and have it make sense. So I will say it that way for that reason. Anyway, it was a very short dream experience that consisted of me just standing across from my friend, probably about, I don't know, five feet apart, and we were standing in a space of nothing. It wasn't lightness or darkness. It was just nothingness, which I know maybe doesn't make sense. And to be honest, I I can't really describe it accurately, but that's what it was. And so my friend smiled at me and I smiled back and then I ran toward him to give him a hug. And the instant that my arms touched him, this energy of the most loving, peaceful, ecstatic energy shot through my entire body and I was completely engulfed in it. And it's honestly very difficult to put into words what it actually felt like because it was a feeling that's actually pretty indescribable. Like the words I'm using are the closest that I can come up with to match the, to match it, but they don't do it justice really. And this is 14 years ago that I had this experience, and I still remember it was extremely powerful, electricity-like, 
overwhelming, knock you over kind of powerful, but yet in the most loving way, like the most comforting, loving, happy way. Okay, so back to the actual interaction. We just hugged for a few seconds and that was it. Like that was the whole dream. I woke up and then I cried for probably an hour after I woke up because it was just such an intense experience. Like if you can get an idea of the words that I used to try and describe it, then you probably can understand how absolutely intense it was. Because not only had I gotten to see my friend and got the chance to hug him goodbye properly, which in itself is very emotional, but the absolute intensity of the energy I experienced was, it really was like being knocked over. But again, not in a negative way because it was extremely high frequency energy, just in the way that it was a lot for me to handle. And to this day, it is still the most realistic, vivid, intense dream I have ever had by far. And it's weird when you're dreaming, a lot of times you don't know you're dreaming when you're dreaming and you wake up and you're like, oh, it was a dream. And I don't really lucid dream, but sometimes I do know I'm dreaming. But this, again, dream, I use the word loosely, I knew it was not a dream. It was just a knowing that I knew this was not a dream while this experience was happening. I think that my soul traveled somewhere to meet his soul somewhere, and it was 100% a real experience. What I believe happened was that I touched his soul when I hugged him, like truly was able to experience what the energy of a soul feels like, and therefore what, you know, the energy of the universe must feel like since we're all pieces of this greater energy of love. And if the intensity was any indication, it is no wonder that we supposedly only take a fragment of our soul energy into this body. I'm telling you, we wouldn't be able to handle it if it were more. Okay, so that's the experience that I had, and I just want to also point out that in 2008, when this happened, my life was completely different than it is now. I was also a completely different person than I am now. And the word spiritual or dream visitation or soul even were not in my vocabulary whatsoever. I could not have defined those words if you had asked me to. I was a complete atheist. I did not believe in anything at all. So there was nothing in my brain that could have formed this experience in a biased way. And even after it happened, even though I knew for sure it was real, somehow that still did not translate for me. Like, I was still an atheist. I still didn't believe in anything, even though I 100% believed that what had happened had actually happened. And maybe if I had thought more about it, then I would have made that connection or had some kind of awakening out of it, that there is more out there, more to us, and more to the world and beyond. But for whatever reason, I just wasn't there yet. I was not ready for that. And it would be another three years before I started practicing yoga, which was really the first, like, baby step on my awakening journey. And then another two years after that, 
before I was introduced to The Secret, which I've talked about was really the catalyst to my awakening when everything started to change after that. Looking back on the experience now, 14 years after it's happened, it's clear to me that there was another facet of this experience for a couple of reasons. I've never heard of another dream visitation with this kind of like energy intensity aspect, and I've had another dream visitation that I'm also 100% sure of that didn't include that element. So something was different about it in that regard, but also I can't help but wonder if my friend knew how much this experience would serve me in the in the future. Because as I was awakening, it was always there, almost like the backbone. It was proof of something more. Proof that I can never deny. Even now, I'll be honest, from time to time, I can get really frustrated and down and have moments of questioning still. And I always come back to this experience. Every single time. It's the first thing that pops in my head that immediately shuts it down. I can't deny it. So why in a dream? Why do visitations most often occur in dreams? And I think they do because when our body and our conscious mind are asleep, then one, they can't get in the way of the experience. And two, sleeping or dreaming allows your soul to travel. I've heard that for a soul to do a dream visit or a dream meetup, it's something that they have to learn and that takes quite a bit of energy to do on their part. So that makes sense to me because my visitations have been both very short dreams, both in this kind of nothingness space. Maybe there's not enough energy to populate like a backdrop, (laughs) or maybe it's just not necessary. But speaking of common themes of dream visits or dream meetups, if you're wondering how to tell if you've had one, if you've dreamt about someone who's passed, first of all, I think that's a question that only you can intuitively know the answer to because like I said, I just knew without a doubt both times that they were visits because I've dreamt of these people other times that were nothing like these two dreams and they really just stand out above all other dreams. So I think the common themes of these visits are the shorter length of the visit, they're very clear, they're extremely realistic and very vivid you know, in contrast to regular dreams that are often weird or illogical, drawn-out, strange experiences. Visitations, you never forget. They are extremely impressionable, outstanding experiences. Because, again, I don't think they're dreams. And in order to receive a visitation, I've heard that you can't be too deep in your grief because grief is such a low vibration that it can act like a blanket or a barrier which blocks you from being able to access a visitation. Not that there should be any guilt attached to feeling that way or that you should feel bad that if you've never experienced it. Not at all. 
in my experience, I can say for both of the visitations I had, I was removed just enough from grief that my energy was probably open enough to be able to receive or go or however it works. And since I never told any of our mutual friends about my friend visiting me, I have no idea if he visited anyone else. Was I the only one with an open enough energy? I will never know. And I also didn't ask for these experiences. They just happened. However, if you would like to have a visitation or a meetup and you're not in, you know, the fresh moments of grief, then just ask. Ask your guides, ask the universe, put the request out there in whatever way feels right to you and see what happens. Be open to receiving that experience and I think you will. I've thought a lot about what the purpose of dream visits might be besides the obvious because if a soul learned how to enter a space where your soul also knew how to get to, assuming that they meet somewhere in another realm, for example, why wouldn't you want to meet up there all the time? Like, wouldn't it be so amazing to be able to see that person every night if you wanted to? It would kind of be like they weren't really gone. And as I was thinking about that, I pretty much answered my own question because as beautiful and as amazing as that would be, it would be very emotional and difficult to wake up and realize that they aren't there in waking life. That would make it so difficult to heal on a 3D earth human level because this is soul travel we're talking about. So that human healing has to take place and I really don't think it could in the way that it needs to in order for you to be a healthy functioning person and move forward in your life. And I think that would interfere with it. And if it does interfere, then why why would we receive visits at all? Why do they happen? In my view, the obvious answer is closure. To say goodbye, like in my case, they let you know that they're okay. I've also heard of people being visited in order to deliver an important message that they otherwise wouldn't receive. So I believe that's why they happen and why they don't typically continue. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about another type of dream travel, which is to do healing, which could also be called dream working or dream healing. I've also heard it be called night working. And what happens in dream healing is your soul travels yet again to another place where I have no idea where that is, but it goes there to do healing work. Intuitively, I feel that this type of healing is deep subconscious soul level work, something that can't be accomplished easily or maybe at all in waking consciousness. So that's why the soul handles it in this way. Whatever side you're on, whether you are a soul in need or a soul volunteering, 
somehow those souls get matched and connected in another realm to complete this healing work. And I've been fortunate enough to have experienced being a volunteer dream healer a handful of times. In fact, very recently it happened again after not happening for a while. My experience with dream healing is basically I go and coach or counsel or console, often all three, people who need support, and I offer them that space to heal. Most of the time, it's been with people that I actually know, but twice it's been someone that I don't know at all. The most recent dream healing experience that I had was with a random person. I have no idea who they were, but every time I do this dream healing work, It's always me and the person that I'm working with. We're always sitting at a table together and I listen to them, I hug them, and I'll pep talk them sometimes and so on. And that's it. It's such a rewarding feeling both while it's happening and also I always wake up feeling really good after one of these dream healings. I'd say the first four or five of these experiences were a total surprise. I, again, I didn't ask for them, so I guess my soul must have volunteered me. <laughs> and then I noticed that they had stopped and I was wanting to do it again. So I, I simply stated in my head, I'd like to do more dream healings. And I swear, not long after I was paired with someone and had the experience that I had most recently. So if that kind of work sounds interesting to you and it's something you'd like to experience too, again, I would just encourage you to ask. Ask your guides to help you do it. I believe there's a whole collective of souls doing this dream healing work. And just like in Waking Life, everyone has their own role, their own way of doing things. It probably won't be the same for you as it is for me because that's the way that I heal. I've heard of people visiting hospitals and helping people in in their dreams that way. So it probably looks very different for everyone, which I think is so interesting and so amazing. The way that you are able to help, if you want to, will be perfect for you and perfect for the person that you are helping. And vice versa, if you are seeking help, just ask for that. Ask to be paired with a dream healer, and I believe that you will be. I recently did a TikTok about this topic about dream healing, and someone responded that they had a dream healing experience with a friend of theirs. So they reached out to them the next day to see how they were, and it turns out they were really in need of support at that time. So I definitely believe we are all connected in more ways than we can probably even comprehend. And maybe the dream healing thing and and the visitations are tapping into the collective consciousness in some way. What if we are all doing dream healing work and some of us just don't recall it for one reason or another? That's an interesting thought too. I also want to quickly just touch on regular dreams. If you're not being visited and you're not doing healing work or receiving healing work, what are the rest of the dreams that you have? Does our soul always travel? Like, what is happening? And I'm not a dream expert by any means. In fact, I don't even really care much for dream interpretation. 
I think that's so specific to the individual when it comes to like symbolism and honestly a lot of dreams just don't mean anything at all in my opinion because the other types of dreams that we have, the weird, illogical, or like boring ones, I think are just our mind's way of working things out. It's a way for the mind to organize and clean house and make sense of things because our mind is working while our body is resting and dreams are one tool that it has to be able to process things. And of course, there are other types of dreams that I haven't talked about, like premonition dreams and kinds of dreams that serve a specific purpose, like maybe past life dreaming and lucid dreaming and all of those. But I've never really had any of those that I can recall, so I can't really speak to those too much. But if you have, I love to listen to stories about all kinds of dream experiences. So I'll end this episode by saying that if you've had a dream visitation, a dream healing experience, a premonition dream, or any other type of intentional dream experience that you would like to share, I would love to hear it. You can always email me or send me a message on Instagram. My email is in the show notes, and I hope you are taking good care of yourself this week. I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Soul's Human Experience podcast. If you enjoyed today's chat, click the follow button so that you never miss an episode. Please support this podcast by leaving a review, which helps ensure you get more episodes to benefit your human experience.